You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow and go. For that time. Um, so 1 Thessalonians chapter, oh, did I say first? I said second. So here we go. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. Let's stop right there. Isn't that wonderful to know your faith can grow exceedingly? Not just grow some, it can grow exceedingly. He's commending them. Your faith is growing exceedingly. Say, in 2023, 2023, my faith faith shall grow exceedingly. exceedingly. It's the plan of God. He wants your faith to grow. Now watch this. To grow exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. Now he said that your love can grow. Well, I thought I had the love of God in me. Yeah, but it needs to get out. God wants to grow our love. He wants to develop our love. That we're a family of believers that love one another, that we're for one another, we support one another. We can grow in it so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Well, I tell you, the more and more you walk in the world, uh, I talk to these missionaries Man, them were kicked out. They were kicked out of Iraq. They were kicked out of the different nations they were kicked out of. But then they just bounce around. They go into a new country, and they start there. This is all the Middle East, you know, where you have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But they're seeing great breakthroughs. Amen? But there is persecution. Even in, this, in our country today, please understand, that all this lockdown and stuff, ultimately, it's against the church. You may not believe that. We no longer live in the world of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. No, it's not. When we see the Twitter files, it's no longer conspiracy. It's a fact. What's the fact? The fact that the government withholds information that it doesn't want you to have. So you only make choices which they tell you. That's a fact, no longer conspiracy. Understand the facts, okay? Which I've known from way back when, amen? So we live in a world where the focus is the church. And this whole pandemic was to shut the church down. I realize the reality portions of it. I'm not discounting that. And I deal with Christians all the time, even my own family. They don't go to church anymore. They don't go to church. Because, I mean, I've talked to them. Even the polar rock thing, i talked to them. Well, we, don't, we used to go to church, we don't go anymore. It's just so easy. They, I've said it's so easy. Sit on the sofa, click it on, and be in my PJs, drink my coffee, eat my oatmeal. Amen, amen, amen. Be with church that way. 
you know, go to, go to the bathroom during the offering. I mean, come on. And then you, you can't get exceeding faith that way because there's no faith. You can't have faith even get out of, the, out of your bedroom. No, man, you're going to be a peewee Herman in the faith realm. You got to get, you got to understand this, that there's a, how to get off on that. There's suffering that, yeah, the, the church is, un, is in, in fact, let's just take away from America worldwide. Did you know that we represent Christians, one third of the world's population? And the Christians, statistically, are the most persecuted people on the planet right now. And the persecution is on a ramp up like you can't believe. I just finished reading a book on the, the newest thing from Pakistan. I have a man here from Pakistan. He's be, I'll be meeting him after the service, Amir. And it's just amazing. Nigeria. I can go down the line. More Christians are dying for their faith than in ever, any time in history. And don't think it's not coming here. We're watching it. But we need to believe God for America shall be saved. But you understand this. <sighs> You've got to be bold. You've got to be strong in Jesus' mighty name. And not back down. I was going to my hotel. It was about 12.30 at night, off from the conference. And I'm passing this group of people. They all got their beer bottles and other kind of bottles on the trunk of a car. And the car, they're doing it, the, the rear window of their car is smashed out. I said, my God, what's going on there? And I'm going inside, and the Lord says, go pray for them. I said, Lord, I am tired. It's been a long day. I do not want to go pray for them. And... But the Lord had me go. And I went there and I said, I started my line with, can I join the party? <laughs> he said, who are you? <laughs> so help me God, I got to share Jesus with them. They said, God sent you here. I said, I know. He told me right there. <laughs> he said, I have my dad. One of the, you know, they're losing a loved one. And they're hurting with all their, you know, they're sloshing around. But I got to share Christ I got to pray for them. I got to hug them. They thought I was an angel, and I was from God. <laughs> and I gave them, yeah, you know what? I, I, it's, it's like the world's messed up, but Jesus loves people. But you have to understand, there's some suffering involved in these last days. You will not be liked that much. You'll be marginalized. But you know what? Our God's bigger than that. He can push through any kind of margin that he wants to set up. So... I thought this was very appropriate when I was reading this, even for our day. It says, um, here, let me go, verse 6. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. Come on, God. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God. And on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. You know, he's just saying, this is like where we live. He says, let me, let me tell you what, payday's coming. Payday's coming for the world that will not listen to the gospel. But, but reward is coming for us who believe. I love the word that we admire Jesus. I don't know about you. Don't you love Jesus? Jesus 
We admire, we honor you, we worship you. Now here's the key verse. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. Heavy words. And fulfill all the good pleasures of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. That is the end game. And you and him, according to the grace of our Lord, of grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, your word has power. It speaks to us in the days we live in. These are not easy days in the natural, Father. But you've given us a place to stand and a way to walk. It's next to you. Open the word to our hearts. Let our hearts be touched with the fire of heaven. Let us be changed. Let us make new priorities and make new decisions in 2023 for you and for your kingdom. We ask in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. The crux of this passage for me is that you are looking at your calling, that you and I live worthy of the calling upon our life. And whether you like it or not, every believer has a calling. Everybody say, I have a calling. Oh, yes, you have a calling. And God's callings are varied and are different, just as he passes out different talents to people. But the call is to go for him. And he says this, that the calling, and that we have, and not what he says, he puts it this way, as I studied this out, that we'd fulfill the good pleasure of his goodness. I looked it up in every translation, and the thematic word here, the general theme is that everybody wants to do something that's right for God. And God's going to help you, empower you to do it. There's nothing greater than doing what you know you should do and watching the results. I mean, Paul Rock to me is a great ta-da for 2022. We had so much opposition, so many reasons. Even my own camp, pastor, we're overdoing it. We're pushing the sheep too much. I said, the sheep only want to come. Those who want to come, they don't come. Those who are too pushed, them take a rest. Amen? We had a whole bunch of sheep show up. And a whole new flock of people want to be nurtured. I mean, to me, it's precious. Amen? I, I feel like we're setting up a type. Tent, revival, church. Need a leader. Tent, revival, church. Need another leader. That's why we got to be about our calling. we got to be raised up to fulfill what God's put in us to do. And I'm not against women pastors. I just want you to know that. If you're a woman, need a leader. You hear that, Martinique? And then it also talks about that, that our, our level of faith would be empowered, that we'd grow in our faith to fulfill what God's called us to do. And so we have to understand, in, uh, as I put this together, I talk about the urgency of the time. I talk about the time being short. And it's about the call. And we have to focus about our life. We can't just say, well, I, my life's about a cabin in uh, Blue, you know, Blue Ridge, and we're trying to figure out what amount of retirement we need. It's like, those are good things, not bad, but they should secondary to what your call is about. I don't know about you. I'm at a place where I've just got one thing, fulfilling the call. 
You're going to have my house. You're going to have my stuff. You can, you can have it all. I don't really care. It, it, it's like it doesn't matter to me. Because the trumpet call will soon be sounded. And I want to be on the front line. I say, God, wherever I'm supposed to be, I want to be in the front line. When you come, I want to be going pedal to the metal. And I would get killed in the process. I don't really care. I mean, that's, that's, this is the way it is. I, I'm, I'm just totally sold out to see the plan of God fulfilled. But not just for my life, but for, as they say down south, but for y'all. We're in this, uh, it's not a starship, but it's a church. It, we're, we're like in this ship together to do the work of God. And people make comments about us. You people are different. I said, because we got purpose. You kind of run with a lot of energy because we got a call. You don't ever quit because the time is short. I mean, I love, those are great compliments. Amen? Of course, you had that same word, you guys are crazy. You got your relatives saying, what kind of church do you go to? But inside you, you know it's right. That the calls are being fulfilled in your life. And these last days, I've got to keep saying it. Because it's true. 2 Timothy 3, 1. But know this. He said, but know this. But know this. i got to know something. But know this. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. And it describes the very world we're finding ourselves in. Right here, it says, people will be lovers of themselves. In the Greek, phileo auto. You put those together, it's automatically about me. And lovers of money. He talks about basically they live a completely self-centered life and they'll have no control. They'll be out of control. We see it today. No control. When you have a 14-year-old boy tell his teachers that he's now a girl and he's allowed to go to the girl's restroom and Ren rapes a girl and then the parent goes to the principal and says, hey, what's up with that? They said, we'll handle it, we'll handle it, and they never did. So when he stands in the board meeting and begins to, listen, you've not addressed what happened to my daughter, he gets shut down. Carried out by police. He is now a domestic terrorist. Are you insane? And then the woke community comes against that parent and so puts the pressure, they have to go into hiding. So the school of their wisdom sends the little boy to another school without telling the other principal. And then he raises another girl. How do you spell idiot? I looked up in Spanish. Idiota. Idiota. I looked at another word. Tonto. Estupido. That's a word. Estupido. Uh, another one. Un poco loco. I mean, you're living in a world, and these are the leaders. I'm in charge. Heaven help us. You're so stupid. You know how to come out of the rain. Oh, don't you say that. We're in charge here. No, the church is in charge. Let me tell you, the church is in charge. The church is in charge. 
The church is a child. This is God's earth. We are God's creation. This is God's word. We are in charge. I'm not following the idiots. Well, I have a, no, no, no. I don't care what kind of degree you got. Well, I have a PhD. Post hole digging degree, you're digging your way to hell. And so we got to stand up and say, well, I am not drinking the woke Kool-Aid. We'll not drink it in Jesus' name. These are crazy times. You have no control. It's, it, it says it. Lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasure. It says they'll be haughty, arrogant, proud. Oh, my God. And then you got the World Economic Forum that doesn't believe God's real. Here's what they say. Jesus is a myth. And I watched one of their gurus. I said, there's, we have powers. We have superhuman powers. I mean, I'm like, it's like watching a cartoon of Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> We're taking over the world. I mean, but this is for real. This is for This is heads of state listening to Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is the way. Just follow Pinky. Uh, so, uh, you know, we live in crazy days. Come on. We, we live in days where people are going mad. They've lost their ever-living mind. And so we have to stand, I, and you, you, you have to know what it is. I'm not, I don't want to belabor it, but you have to understand the reality of it. Amen? And preachers need to let the congregation know these are end times. These are not the leave it to beaver times. Leave it to beaver is gone. These are the last day times. And we have to think accordingly. Amen. If you preach like this, Pastor, they'll all leave. I don't care. Let them leave. When they all leave, I'll leave because I've got mission work to do in Jesus' name. Now, listen to me. I am not caught up with trying to pet people and kind of all this trash sermons. I listen every now and again just to get myself fired up because I get angry. I am hung up for three ways that you can better pet your kid. Wash your car. No, just ridiculous stuff. It doesn't impact nations. I like to be around people like that, 2,000 youth people, impacting nations. Hallelujah. When I get up in the morning, I want to know the devil says, oh, the devil says, he's up again. Yes, I'm up again. To torment you with righteous living in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You're a little strong, Pastor. I don't really care. I don't really care. I, I, I just don't care. I just don't care. I could care less. I got to make up for all the weak ones. The mealy mouth ones. Sucking up time on TV to give mealy mouth stuff. In fact, you know what? I saw a name on a truck. I said, a, I might start calling my churches that out here. I'm not making any insinuations. But I saw the word, true north. I thought, this is it, true north. That's what we need, true north. We're really going for the heaven. Because heaven's north, if you don't know that. It is north. Jerry Savelle said these words. In the, he was, when he was here, in the midst of more and more chaos, and disorder, I will open my hand and freely give to them who refuse to be shaken. That's the fact. 
will not be shaken by what the world says. I'm not getting under the covers in Jesus' name. When Brother Ted Shuttlesworth come here, we're having for two weeks. No one has them for two weeks. You know why? They're scared. <laughs> when you have a prophet for two weeks, he don't play. He does not play. He'll tell anybody off. He told the president of the United States, the president, I won't mention which one, asked him to come to the White House. Just, uh, he said, well, I don't know if I can make it. He said, uh, I don't have a haircut yet, and uh, I don't own a tux, and then uh, my mother's moving in, my dad, and I'm moving him in. I don't have the time right now. He said, sir, do you not realize this is the White House? He said, well, if the president wants to see me, tell him to call me. Here's my number. Click. That's my kind of man. He says, because you know what? He recognizes Jesus Christ is far above all human uh, rulership. We got to get this in you. We're on the winning side. We, re we report to God. Jesus Christ is my captain. You understand that? He's very real. That's why we got to keep talking about limitless, 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 limitless. Getting on the, in on the inside you. But let me say this to you. Jesus needs you. In fact, I nearly called my sermon that. Jesus needs you. Yes, he does. He needs every available believer to get focused. To prioritize your life according to his standard. He needs you. I promise you this, the harvest is great. In the midst of this turmoil, the harvest is great. He needs you. He needs you focused on his agenda. He needs you to understand that you're in a race. It's a race. It's not a wall. It's not a walk. It's a race. And the Bible says in Hebrews 12, we need to look, on, we need to, look to him. And that we need to be up with uh, Ephesians 4.14, that we no longer children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You know, I've been in church for years. My greatest passion is to have people grow up in the fullness that God's called them to have. To grow up. And part of growing up, you're not tossed to and fro. Take your emotions by the throat and sit it down. Take the demons that land on your shoulder and knock them off. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. He will tell lies about me. You know, the pastor thinks this about you. When I just love you and pray for you. That's all. Come talk to me. Let me knock the devil off you. I love you. I'm for you. I'm for every single person in this house. Oh, I don't know. But no, no, no. I really am. I am for you. Knock the devil off. Don't be in and out, up and down. Now you're here. Now you're not here. The past didn't look at me. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. But no, I, I hear the Lord just say, the time's short. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Knock off the feeling. That's what I hear. Just knock it off. The time's too short to play. He has my seat. Pick another one. We got to go. We, uh, uh, this. You know what's happening? For those who tap into it, you're going to grow supernaturally this year. You know, now, you know with, with God, there's never one way. God can literally just touch you. Boom! And you can grow just by the anointing of God. But it comes through the word, usually, 
you listen, you read, you listen. And then you get direction by the Holy Ghost. If you obey what he tells you to do, you'll grow. And it's not by accident that you grow. You, you grow because you set your mind, I am going to grow. And you know, one of the ways you mark your growth is what you do in a house, how you attend church, how you take your time with God seriously. I mean, this is, let me just get down here. Let me tell you this. It's not complicated. It's just simple. But it's easier said than done. That's the key. But I pray, no, well, how much do you pray? How much do you study? So say, God, well, I don't do that much. Well, here's what you start with in 2023. God, give me a hunger for your word. That's a, that's a legit prayer. Make me hungry for your word. God, help me to pray in your spirit more. Prompt me. I want to pray more. You just got to get real. I've got to pray. I've got to focus. I've got to understand the times that I'm at. And he needs me. He needs you. We don't have time to play religious games. This is serious. No political, you know, what you say in the church, trying to find your place and climb up the ladder. What ladder? There's no ladder. It's just Jesus. We want to get Jesus in you and Jesus to the world. It's, 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 it's not complicated. No longer tossed to and fro like children. I tell you, the most dangerous place to be in the hour we live is an immature believer. Because the devil's taking them out. I mean, it's just like, they're like cannon fodder. You got to stay in the house. If you stay in the house, stay submitted to the leadership. Don't buck, don't buck. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> and I'm not under control. I hate control. Does that make sense? I'm just for your good. I am a ladder holder for you to get you up the ladder that God gave you. That's all I'm here to do. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to build you. I'm here to give you direction. I'm here to help you prioritize what you're called to do because Jesus needs you. He needs your influence in the workplace. He needs your finances to bless the kingdom. He needs your, he needs your heart to serve the body of Christ. He needs you to reach the nations of the world. He needs you. If you've never been through the Bible school, go to the Bible school. Grow up. Go to the Bible school. We're the cheapest Bible school in the, on the planet. We can't go any lower. My God, 50 bucks a semester. Most churches are 150 for an accredited school. Grow. Go to, well, should I go to the encounter? Let me see. Have you gone? Go. You've gone. So you need to go again once, twice, three, four, five. I don't know how long it takes, but Go. Go to the things that God's showing you. Stay in the word of God. Test the revivals that are going to be coming here. Get in with God and grow. Make up your mind. I am going to grow in 2023. In Jesus' name. You're going to shake off every weight and every sin. You're going to shake it off in Jesus' name. And I promise you, because of the times, if you'll just show God a little bit of faith, he will show it with his grace. And what was something you I can't break it, it's broken. Anger is gone. Drug addiction, gone. Smoking, token, snorting, shooting, drinking is gone. Playing around, lying is gone. There'll be another people lie. People sleep around. Oh, man, if not, listen, I may have been born at night. It wasn't last night. I, listen to me. I know it looked like very saintly. It's not you, but I won't look around. But, <laughs> but everything we do should glorify Jesus Christ. You guys ask the question, is what I'm doing giving glory to him? Am I fulfilling the call of God? Because when he comes, 
It won't be about mom and dad. It won't be about your husband and wife. It won't be about your kids. It'll be about you and what you did for me. That's it. Did you stay the course? Did you fulfill the call? That's how heaven looks at it. And so in 2023, it's like when you jockey for position at a race. I'm going to run this race. I'm going to set you in your place. So as you go, you go like you've never gone before in your life. I want to prophesy. There will be more spiritual growth in this house than it's ever been in the history of this house. You're going to see things break off. Things that, they've, that, that, have, that, have, that have messed with you are going to no longer be a part of your life. And you're going to stand in a new place of authority, power, and victory in Jesus' name. And you're going to bring many with you. You're going to bring many hurting, broken people with you. Hallelujah. Your life will be a call to others. Follow me as I follow Christ. Paul said that to his disciples, but he wants you to say that to other people that are in your family. Some of your family members are drifted from God. You know it. You need to call them back in. You need to tell that relative of yours, I'm not going to hell for you. I love you, but I'm not going to hell. If you want to go to hell, help yourself. Pastor, you're talking so tough, but it's okay. We have to do it. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. If ever that was a word, we need it today. Don't mess with the stinking world. Social media, you should, some of you, if you're addicted to it, fasted. Don't look at anything. You will live. Facebook will be there when you get back. In Jesus' name. But then we talk about this, about this God who has this limitless supply to help fulfill our calling, our purpose, our destiny. God is a limitless God. How big is God? Psalm 19.1, it said, The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the firmament, meaning the skies, shows his handiwork. When I, I've just been studying space, I'm not getting spacey. I'm just studying space. And I'm just, I, I say, God, you are so, so big. When God showed up to Abraham, uh, Genesis 17, 1, he says to Abraham, he said, Abraham, I am the almighty God. He tells him to walk before me with righteousness and a pure heart. And I'm going to multiply you and let you be fruitful like you've never been in your life, but it'll happen through me because I am almighty. Almighty. In the Hebrew, it literally means Shaddai. Shaddai. Almighty. I mean, all might heads up in him, all power, all knowledge, all wisdom. There's no thing that God cannot do, nothing. He's the almighty. He's the Shaddai, which means sufficient. Say sufficient. sufficient. Meaning that when you hang around him, you'll never have any lack. In fact, they put it this way, that he is the all-sufficient one. If he's almighty, then he's all-sufficient. And sometimes we hear something too much and it goes into our little religious track and kind of like it gets like a blur. But I'm trying to stop it to get it to you. 
There's no lack with him. Like, like, and there's no, no such thing as an impossibility with God. None. I am the all-sufficient one. In fact, we use the word, he is more than enough. He is not just enough. He is more than enough. Meaning that there, we have to wrap our hearts and minds around. You got to let your mind get renewed that there's nothing he will not do for you. If your heart's hurting, he's got love to heal it. If your mind's confused, he's got the power to cleanse it and straighten it out. He can give strength to your physical body. He can renew your strength like, like the eagles. Well, I'm getting old, you know, old. no, 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 don't accept that. Well, I am, I, don't accept it. You better not call me old. I don't care how I look. I'm young. I'm young. Because it's a matter of your perspective and how you look at your life. I'm not winding down. I'm winding up. For me personally, my greatest days are ahead. You need to look at yourself. My greatest, well, well you know, I'm retired. Who cares? Examples abound of people starting ministries in the mid-60s. I heard a man who was 94 planning a church in the South Coast. He was 94. I mean, it ain't over till it's over. It isn't over till you breathe your last breath. And I fully believe it. Listen to me. I, I hate to say this. I fully believe that we're the rapture generation. You need to be in your closet practicing rapture jumps. Lord, I'm going up with you. This is a great day to be alive. I am so excited to be saved, healed, sanctified in Jesus' name. And so we have this God. He said, I am this, I am this El Shaddai. And because I'm the creator of the earth. John 1, 3. All things were made through him. And without anything, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Period, full stop. Hebrews 3, 4 says, God is the builder of all things. Everything you see here, God made it. And even this material around this building, it came from his supply. We just re-engineered it. It's his stuff. So God is unlimited. He is unlimited in his power, unlimited in his resources. And so if we say these things, then we have to get them inside of our spirit that God is this kind of God and that he is big and that he has got his word to show us example after example after example that he's a too much God. When he told Moses, take your rod in your hand, which represents the word of God, by the way, and hold it over the sea. And the Bible says, I love the Psalms. It says God's breath. He said he breathed. God's got strong breath. He breathed. And the waters parted. And then the scripture says in Exodus 15, 8, it says the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. Congealed. What happened? They became firm. What happened? God froze them. God literally made the water like jello. Can you believe it? God did that with the breath of his nostrils. My Lord, that's just the breath of his nostrils. It shows you how like that's so little to God. Oh, you want the Red Sea? 
God's a more than enough God. God has the power to open up. I don't care where you are in life. If he can open the Red Sea, he can open anything in your life that seems like a barrier you can't get through. He can make a way for you. Yeah, we talk about it, but he really can. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. It's religious jargon sometimes, but let me tell you what you need to say where you mean it. He'll make a way for my life. In business, he's going to make a way for you, but you got to seek his face. you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Jesus told one man, he said, listen, if this man dies, he'll be worth so much money. But if you pray in the Holy Ghost, he'll be worth this much money. And Jesus gave the figure. One was 13 million, one was 133 million. The difference was that he prayed in the Spirit. He says, by praying in the Spirit, it releases my power to do what I want to do through and in him. You can shut demons down before you even see them. You can, you can like the trap was set up for you, gets put aside. You just keep going on through. Instead, you get your blessing. This is real stuff. Because things are done in the spirit before they ever materialize in the natural. This is a spiritual house, folks. There are angels all around this place. The Holy Ghost lives in you. The God, the almighty God lives in you. And he says to us, all things are possible. The only thing you got to do is wrap your faith around it. What I'm trying to do is build your faith. That's what the word's for, is to build your faith. We look at Joshua. Gibeon was a city that betrayed the children of Israel, Joshua, and said they lived far away, and really they weren't. They lived close. So he turned them into wood, hall, wood cutters and water halls. But these enemies around them decided to take them out because they had broken their alliance. And so they were going to destroy them. This huge army came around. And so Joshua goes to meet it, and he has a mighty battle on his hands. As the sun is going down, this is out of Joshua, I believe it's 10. He goes, he makes this thing, I love what he says. He stands before the people. The Bible says Israel heard him. Now, it's okay to mumble. Okay, sun stands still. If it never happened, there's nothing to say. But for you as the general, the commander-in-chief, to get up there and yell out, sun stands still in the mountain of Ajalon. Woo! And moon in the, the sun stands still in the way of uh, Gibeon. And, and sun, moon, you stand still in the valley of Ajalon. And they said, the sun stood still and the moon stopped with the voice of a man. You talk about God is more than enough. He stopped the universe. Now, that makes a bigger sense if you understand that everything in the universe is always moving. This whole universe that we haven't got the end to it yet. We're not talking about Trillions of light years. It goes beyond. What, but all of a sudden, God, through the voice of a man, stopped the universe. Saturn, Venus, Pluto, and own solar system, Milky Way, Andromeda, and every galaxy in the entire universe. Stop! While Joshua finishes the battle. That's a God that's called more than enough. Say more than enough. I tell you, he is more than enough to meet our needs. You know, I'm building my own faith as I preach this. Oh, I really am. I don't care. Just preach to myself. You can catch the draft. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's an almighty, all-sufficient God, more than enough. And you see this place. Everywhere you go, there's always an endless supply. If Elijah goes to Zarephath and says, listen, you can just do a few meals. He doesn't say that. He says, as long as you're in this house, because you gave me the first meal, the first cake, Watch what God does. The Bible says that the oil in the cruise never failed and the meal in the barrel never stopped. Well, how long could it go on for? It will go on as long as it's necessary. Elisha, with a woman who had to pay off her debt, 
And Elisha, get all the buckets, the pans, the pots you can, and this cruise of oil that you have begin to pour. And that thing kept pouring. Well, how do we know it? It's supernatural. Well, well, well how's it going to do it? He's a creator. That's his wheelhouse. He creates things. I love it where Jesus is. He says, if you know, if you've seen me, is that John 8, if you've seen me, oh, John 14, 9. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Then John 8, 56, he says, because they started coming against Jesus. They said, Abraham, rejoice to see my day. Because he saw that God was sending Jesus to his Savior. He rejoiced to see my day. And then he says to him, they said, what? You're not even 50 years old. And then Jesus says to them, before Abraham was, I am. They took up stones to kill him because they knew what that meant. He was saying that he is the almighty God. He was saying, I am the all-sufficient one right here now. And you know what? Jesus is the almighty. Oh, yes, he is. Jesus is the almighty. He is the all-sufficient one that can do what, listen, listen to me. When he came to Cana, a bit to Cana. It's just a little north of, it's just south of Nazareth, right down the mountain, right down there, on your way to the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, there was a wedding, and we, we know the story. He told, take the water pots, fill them full of water, and I tell you what, they could have taken a matter all the pots in Cana. It wouldn't have made a difference. He said, as you carry it, watch what happens. He turned every ounce of that water into wine. What are you God? Oh, I'm the all-sufficient one. I'm the almighty God. I'm the God who's more than enough. He did it with the fish of 5,000. He made 5,000 people sit down, and with two loaves, some theologians say, no, those are big. They had real big loaves back then. Seriously? You're the same person that told me that's just the Reed Sea, not the Red Sea, and it was only two inches of water, and they just splashed their way across. Interesting. How the Pharaoh's army died in two inches of water. They must have really had to suck it in. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm dying to follow script. I'm following the script. It doesn't work that way. God is a God. Everybody say, he's more than enough. He's more than enough. And so he's not just El Shaddai of yesterday. We read these things. Oh, he's El Shaddai. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a more than enough back then. I can see that. Those were the stories God wanted to create for us. Well, others would say, no, he's El Shaddai of tomorrow. He's going to do it uh, further down the line. No, he's, a, he's the El Shaddai of the right now. He's the El Shaddai. He's the more than of your God is the great all-sufficient one today for you right now. All-sufficient. No lack. Limitless supply. There is no lack with him in Jesus' name. The church I was at, this 30-year-old church, the building they had, the week I was there, they said, you know what? The pastor said, you know, he's a young pastor. He said, because uh, his dad rose it up and he took it over. He said to Philip, he said, we're, we're sending too many missionaries. This is hurting our church. He said, what do you mean? We sent 13 missionaries this last year through your organization. You're like a vacuum. Suck up all the people. Well, I'm bringing the vacuum here. <laughs> vacuum up old and young alike. He said, you know what happened last week? A man came into church, paid off their balance, just cut the check for $6 million. He said, you think that was somehow tied to the giving of their missions? Absolutely. Would you listen to me? This, it's like there's a no lack 
or sufficiency with God. He can send anybody and speak to anybody. Amen? An angel could show up at Arthur Blank's bedside. Arthur Blank says, ah! I'm an angel sent from the Lord. Ah! You have an assignment. Go to World Harvest Church. Cut him a check. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I tell you what. God can do anything. Does that make sense? Especially in these last days. If you focus on what he's focused on. I just want to be a vessel for God. I want to touch the nations. I want to go for God. And you know what? The money, I'm going to call it in. It's coming in. And I don't care where it comes. I don't care if it comes on a borough in sacks of paper from the cartel. I don't care. Once I get it, it's sanctified. <laughs> in Jesus' name. It, 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 you know, it's, it's like all bets are off in the age we live in. Nothing is going to be normal. We have no time to be normal. Everybody say, all sufficient. All sufficient. Say, my God, my God is more than enough, more than enough to, meet to meet every one of my needs in 2023. 2023. We're going to wrap your faith around that. Get your faith about how big he is. Get your, get, your, get your faith around that God's going to do the supernatural for you. When you believe, then we get to talk it out of your mouth in Jesus' name. There's no lack in my family. There's a divine supply. Hallelujah. We got to get the same drum beat. You know, don't get out of sync. No, no, shut up. Just put a sock in it. Shut up. Don't even say anything. You're messing up the program. And so, fulfilling your purpose is so key. I don't want to read this out. They got it out of the New Living. Now, expand that. You've got that like in two point on the screen, guys, in the video booth. There you go. This is out of the New Living Bible. It says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. That really got to me. Why did he use that? Why? why has anybody, come on, you've been in high school or grade school. Yeah, you've, you've run in a race, right? Has is is anybody not run? You. Okay, we're, we're, we're no, no, I'm kidding. We all run in, everyone's done some kind of running in a race. And the whole reason that you run fast is you want to see who's the fastest. Is that a reason for the race? You know, the guy goes, you all won. Can you imagine Olympics? Everybody gets the gold. No, you don't all win. Only some win. One wins. He says one gets the prize. Why is he saying that? He said, you better give everything you got. I mean, you better run to win. He said, I'm running to win. Say it. Listen, your life is short. There's, you can't touch rewind on your life. You only go forward. And you got to realize that your, your goalpost, where you are, and the goalpost, goalpost is when you're done. You got that? There's a done to all of us. I ain't done. Between where you are today and your end game, it's a race. You can't look around. If you start looking to other people, you won't finish the race. In Umberbon, Swaziland, we would run cross country. And I mean, it was really cross. In Africa, everything they do is for real. <laughs> cross country. It was like through the streams, through the woods. I mean, through the fields. I mean, you're, I mean, just crazy stuff. I remember coming up on this thing. We're coming around at the top. We don't know how many miles it was. We were just kids. And there was a big old snake on the uh, grass. 
And we had to run this course twice. So one of the kids gets enamored by the snake. I come around the second time, he's got the snake by the tail. And he's winging it around and trying to hit people with it. I mean, you talk about running fast, it really picked up your speed. <laughs> but the point was that kid never finished the race because he got stuck up with a snake. And people get caught up in life. They get caught up. Don't get caught up with things that are not part of the race. I mean, you can run with your kids. Don't get me wrong. You can run with your company. You can run with your business. You can run. But, but don't forget the purpose is Jesus fulfilling what he asked you to do. That's what it's about. Understand the seriousness of it in the eyes of God. Some of you need to get to get. Get the shirt. Wear it. It reminds you every day. Get to get. That's right. I got to get to get. I got to move for God. Keep, keep going. Uh, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that fades away. That will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. There was an eternal prize. Now get this next verse. I love it. It says, I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Now, I, that grabbed me. I run with purpose in every step. The decisions I make for finances, for my time, my family, I, I, have to, I have to put them in line with what God is speaking to me to do. And I have to take it seriously. I've got to understand I've got a purpose. I have a purpose. I have a call. And I tell you, one of the purposes, everybody should be have a job in the house of God. Which, which house? If you're coming here, it's this house. Oh, i got to go. They should have a, you should have something that you serve outside the house. Be involved. No, well, I'm just a floater. Just kind of float through the ministries in Atlanta, finding where I should land. You know what? Um, you, can't, you can't grow that way. You can only grow as you plant. Uh, you can't keep rerooting. There was a tree out here. Someone donated to one of our people as the memory of their loved one. And then it was the wrong place, so he moved it to someplace else. And then something else came along. We had to move it to someplace else. That tree never did well. Eventually, this just last year, we had to cut it down and put a new tree in. Trees don't like to be moved around. You can't just pick up and move around. You need to find out where you're supposed to be in 2023. Find out where you're supposed to be in 2023. Find your place. Get in the race. And uh, let me see now. <laughs> but it's the truth. You got to find your place in 2023. So you got to find your purpose. You got to find your calling. You say, God, what? How am I going to do that? Well, let me tell you what's a great thing to do: is fast a little bit, pray a little bit extra, and ask God. God, show me my plan for my life. What is it that you want to do for me that'll stretch me? Every one of you should do something you've never done before in your life, like go on a mission trip with the pastor. I promise to bring you back alive. I promise you, you'll come back alive. But you'll be stretched in Jesus' name. Go with Pastor Williams and Sister Flossie, the most organized one we got. About 30 people. I mean, go on trips. Do something you've never done. Go to Polo Rock. We're going to start a church there. Help us with that. Do things you've never done. Come on. Get out of the boat. Get, quit, 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 quit playing it so safe. And don't give me the excuse you're busy. Who is not busy in this room? Is someone not busy? You know, I'm not busy. Show me your hand. I'm going to volunteer you for five things at one time. Everyone's got stuff to do. You got people, you got friends, you got grandkids, you got kids, you got your job, you got groceries, you got the house, you got. Oh, I, 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 I. But you got to make decisions, you got to prioritize. You go, say, no, I'm going to do this because I'm going to, this is what I should do. This is what's going to cause me to go up. Now keep reading. I discipline my body like an athlete training it 
to do what it should otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. You know what he's saying? I don't tell my body. Let my body tell me what to do. I get my body, and by the power of the Holy Ghost, I tell him to shut up. You're going to church. Slap it sometimes. You, pay attention. In Jesus' name. If you want to fulfill life, I can't tell you how fulfilling it is that you do what God asks you to do, and you fulfill the purpose of your life. It is fulfilling in the name of Jesus. And so we got to fast. And let me just close with this because I got to. The urgency of the hour is my last point. Limitless God. Run your life with a purpose, but capture the urgency of the hour. The whole thing about running is about urgency. We, by faith, have a right to tap into the supernatural. The supernatural is the root of Christianity. It's the root. What I'm talking about is God wants to do a supernatural thing for you. The key is our faith. And we need to realize in the days we live in, we need to be about the urgency that he put in, the, in our hearts for the kingdom of God has told us, or the word of God tells us, the days are perilous. They're all over us. The time is short. And so God is calling you and I to an urgency. Fulfill your call. Fulfill your purpose. Don't allow the devil to dissuade you. Heaven's counting on you. Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Houghton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at whcga.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing WHCGA into the search bar on both platforms. And we hope you have a blessed week.